Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. You know what holds up to the test of time is Fletch. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. My name is Jefferson. <laughs> All right, we'll go with Jefferson today. Uh, <laughs> My name's Jeff. Uh, how you doing tonight, Jeff? Or today, whatever, it doesn't matter. Whenever the listener's listening, how are you doing? It's morning. <laughs> um, I'm doing good, man. Uh, this week, instead of picking another year-end category, we Jesus. we got in- inspired by the fact that uh, this time of year, uh, most notably uh, end of summer, beginning of fall type of, of uh, time during the year, is uh, commonly referred to as back to school time. It is back to school. Back to school time for all you kids out there. All you kids who are listening to this fucking cut podcast. <laughs> so make sure you got your parents' permission to listen to our damn podcast. <laughs> parents, look at that E in the corner of your podcast uh, preferred preferred network or interface so that you can notice that we are a mature station. Yeah, we say fuck. Uh, so we were inspired by that, and uh, we wanted to do another list, a back-to-school list, if you will. Right, Jeff? Absolutely. So we decided to take a look at uh, school-set teen movies. Well, we're going <clears> to... <throat> no, well, well, yes. Yeah. We decided to make a list of the best teen movies of all time, top 20 teen top movies, 20. but we made a little Best caveat, teens. a little caveat to go in there. The caveat is those movies who have something to do with school. Most notably high school, not college, and not yeah. grade school. So no kindergarten cops, no uh, no Pitch Perfect is going to be on this list, because yes. those exist outside the or realm no of Van high Wilder. school. Or no Van right. Wilder, Van Wilder is going back, to, going back to school, college. or the movie... Back to school. Right. Because that's that's going to college. Going to college. You're saying that our back to school movie mm-hmm. has to have taken place a little bit in a school. It's just a smidge. Be about a teenager of some kind. A high school age teenager. Be yes. a teen movie. Mm-hmm. And what else? Is that it? Uh, the last criteria is that uh, school or the culture around the school uh, must be a sort of main element of your plot. So it's got to be something about school. It can't be like about... Like a kid who discovers time travel. Sure. Yes. Okay. Because that, that movie would be about time travel. And not about high school, going back to school, trials and tribulations of a teenage life, drama, relationships, right. which is what we're trying to keep in yeah. our purview. You know. Yeah. So Corey and I basically made two separate lists mm-hmm. and we put them together and this is what we this is what we came up with. All right, so let's dive right in, Jeff. Let's dive in. Um, we couldn't, by the way, we, this was the hardest list. We we say that every time. <laughs> this this was way harder than any other list because after doing our list, somehow, after Corey and I each coming up with uh, a list, we we had we still had what was it thirty eight. Yeah, like uh, our top twenty lists combined almost hit forty. So we were almost completely. <laughs> Like two separate lists of movies. Yeah. It was a lot of bargaining and politics that went into trying to combine to a sort of master list of 25 that we re-ranked. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, we were pretty split on this. There was a few that were very solid, and those pretty much stayed in our top 10 area. 
Uh, but there was a, there was a lot of finagling with with this list to try to get it to twenty. Okay, so let's jump right into our number twenty, the number twenty movie for the top twenty best movies of all time is Footloose. Yes, Kevin Bacon dancing in a warehouse. Okay, so Kevin uh, Bacon is the star of Footloose. It also stars Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. and John Lithgow. Sing- John Lithgow. Yeah. Um, and if any, for those of you who don't understand, don't not understand, but don't know who John Lithgow is, he's the guy that's in a really good season of Dexter. Yeah, that one really good season of Dexter that's far above the rest, where he battles the Trinity Killer. That's John Lithgow. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Kevin Bacon plays Ren McCormick. Mm-hmm. Lori right. Singer, who Lori Singer wasn't in very much after Footloose, she plays mm-hmm. the like the hot one, mm-hmm. the hot girl that is like popular girl who is kind of bullying Kevin Bacon in the beginning. That she plays the preacher's the preacher's kid, who is John Lithgow. Is her name like Ariel in this movie? Uh, Ariel, yeah. Yeah. And then um, Sarah Jessica Parker is in this movie. It's one of her first films mm-hmm. uh, before she became Carrie in Sex in the City. Right, as we refer to, is she the one that uh, eventually dates? She's she's the one that eventually dates the cowboy friend of Ren, Chris Penn. Yeah, R.I.P. Here's the thing: I've never seen Footloose. You have never seen football or Footloose. Uh, I've I've seen lots of clips of Footloose. I've not seen. How have you not? I've not sat down to see Footloose from start to finish. That is, Um, but I know a lot about Footloose because I played Ren in a production of Footloose. (laughs) I think that's actually something you should keep to yourself. Yeah, I probably should. Uh, one person that I liked that was in this was uh, Diane West. Actually, I don't even know how to pronounce her last name. I thought it was Diane West. Weist? Is it Weist? Weist? Diane Weist. Uh, she's the there's one like from an Parent- extra, There's an extra letter in but there. But she's from, from Parenthood. She played the crazy mom from Parenthood. The crazy mom from Parenthood. Yeah, because she was the mom of Joaquin Phoenix, and uh, I think it was Leaf back then. Oh, you're Joaquin talking about Phoenix. the movie Parenthood. Yeah, no, I was racking my brain like, I don't remember this. No, she was the mom of Joaquin Phoenix or Leaf, who she couldn't figure out was wrong with him, then found out he was just masturbating all the time. Sure. And then um, she was also in, she also played the mom. She played a lot of mom parts. Yeah, well, she was yeah. also the mom in uh, in Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Who plays, the, who plays uh, uh, Corey, Weist? Corey Weist? Hames' mom. Diane Weist? Yeah. Weist. 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 Definitely Weist. Weist. All right. So yeah. uh, that's Footloose. Footloose is a great movie. I really like it. Corey does not, but mostly because he's not seen it. Well, if he saw it, he'd know the majesty of this movie. I, I know the story very, very well. All right, um, so let's go on to number yeah. 19. Number 19 is, uh, is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, though it is a cheerleading movie, and I was never a cheerleader, I feel very connected Were to the social... Were you in a cheerleading movie, a musical version of this movie? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, think, I think Footloose... Is the only thing on this list that I was in a production of. If I'm looking, yeah. Okay. I was in a I was in a production in two of the movies that we had on our respective lists, uh, but Footloose is the only one that made it to, to our top twenty. <laughs> uh, this number nineteen though is uh, probably the most famous cheerleading movie, uh, and that is Bring It On. Bring It On has this uh, package that it's it's sold as as just sort of like a teen cheerleading movie but there's a a better deeper social story that's going on there about like how they're stealing um all of their good moves from well i don't want african-american high school it's it's not freaking selma i mean it's no 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 no, 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 but i'm saying like it's still a a cheesy teen movie but you don't expect 
a deeper vein of sort of socially conscious uh, messaging to come out of a movie that you expect is only about, you know, sort of high school cheerleading. Yeah, but you still have the part where you have jazz hands coming down and selling all, and that that whole part is kind of. Oh stupid. yeah, there's there's like you know real like teen movie like essence to this movie, but yeah, um, it it is a better movie than it looks on its uh, marketing and its uh, trailers for sure. Uh, I enjoy Bring It On. It's it's one of those where like when it's on, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch the rest of Bring It On. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't enjoy it as much, but you know, it makes number it makes number nineteen. Yeah, it was good enough for nineteen. So let's go to number eighteen. Number eighteen mm. is one of those movies that I've I put it really low. It's a polarizing movie, but yeah. I understand why it is on this list because so many of you out there, so many of our switches, and all of you new listeners, which I know we have so many each week, mm-hmm. um will love this movie, and that is Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, Napoleon Dynamite. I love this movie. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting. There's, um, th- I think this list is hard uh, to put together because there are a lot of ways that people identify with the sort of teen experience in a lot of these movies. And um, some people will watch Napoleon Dynamite and, and not be able to sort of connect to uh, the overtly awkwardness that it is, but then there's a bunch of people that can completely connect with how awkward it can be to be in high school and trying to be like an individual. And in, some people can see it and go, wow, this is just a really stupid movie. <laughs> some people think it's slow and, and kind of rambling. It does have one of, I mean, Footloose aside, one of the best dance sequences in, uh, in a teen movie. <laughs> Bar none. Napoleon Dynamite dancing to Jamiroquai is... You know, top five best dance scene in a in a teen movie, for sure. We already got one list going. Let's not start another one. You know, I think it it doesn't uh, it doesn't quite surpass uh, <laughs> the the scope of Kevin Bacon dancing in a warehouse from Footloose, but Napoleon Dynamite's dance sequence is is right up there. All right, let's move on to number seventeen, a movie that I personally love. I would watch it anytime. I don't think it is one of the best teen movies though. For back to school, it it does fit all of our criteria. Um, it is one of the more raunchier. I just comedies, think, I, I guess? honestly think uh, I just am t- so sick of uh, um, what's this writer's name and director? Um, Seth Rogen and I'm so Evan sick of Seth Rogen. Oh my god! But you loved you loved the boys recently. I did, but he was only an executive producer on that. Yeah, but you know. That's doesn't count. Right. <laughs> that doesn't count. I, I don't. I'm sick of his. He's kind of a one trick pony for everybody thinking how genius he is. He does the same thing in everything. Did you Did you see the uh, Good Boys movie that was recently out? No, I didn't. Oh, neither did I. I was wondering to see. But if, it looked like, like it looked like it looked like Super Bad, only with littler kids. <laughs> it, does, it does a little bit, yeah. And I was like, well, okay, this is Super Bad. You know, little- Sausage Party, Super Bad with with sausage. grocery. Now Sausage Groceries. Party was real funny. <laughs> Sausage, sausage party was like, meh. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a stoner, uh, but uh, there is something about stoner humor that really just tickles me. <laughs> so uh, it's yeah, you completely know, in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I am one of those people that I never understood Pineapple Express. Yeah, see, I loved Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express was <laughs> so dumb to me. This is a divide between us, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm completely okay with uh, some of the. Uh, odder, nuanced parts of stoner Hon- comedy. But honestly, uh, Seth Rogen wasn't the problem with Pineapple Express. The problem with Pineapple Express was um, uh, 
James Franco for you? James Franco. He mm-hmm. was not, I don't know, he didn't pull it off for me. He just looked too much like he was trying to be a stoner. And it kind of All bothered right. me. Yeah, I, I mean. The whole movie, was I was like, eh, he's not pulling that off James, for me. James Franco in general is, is uh, he's always trying. And you can tell. Uh, Super bad was, um, a, a lot of these movies uh, are on this list mainly because there is a, a an undeniable sort of cultural phenomenon that sort of pop culture ballooned out of them. You know, uh, Superbad was definitely one of those where like everybody started calling each other McLovin. <laughs> you know, they became incredibly quotable. You know, some of these movies don't are just good movies. Yeah, Superbad list, is awesome. Uh, you can't you deny know. that Superbad was lightning in a bottle. It was great. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about Super Superbad. Yeah, it's also it's a charming story. The way it ends, it is. It's not it's just totally charming. It's not Sausage Party. It's it's, it's a not movie. Sausage Party. No. It's, my, it's not a movie that just goes. It's just not. It's not uh, stupid and raunchy and gross to be stupid, raunchy and gross. Uh, not overtly, yeah. The um, there's some, although the there period, the, some period gross parts the, the, yeah. the period scene is pretty stupid and doesn't need to be there. But yeah, you know, <laughs> if you didn't have that in there. Would you really miss it? You really wouldn't, but no, pro- probably not. And you know, you know, the one problem I have with this movie, I never understood the kid putting beer in um, detergent bottles because chemically that would not work. Well, it would be terrible. No, it wouldn't just be terrible. You literally could not get beer. It would fizzle up and explode a a detergent bottle. The detergent would mix with the carbonation from the oh, beer, well, and it, it would explode. The deter- well, did, did he rinse out the detergent bottles before doing that? I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, but have you ever tried to rinse detergent out of a detergent oh, bottle? Oh, it just doesn't rinse. Yeah. It doesn't come out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It just kind of turns to soap. Soap, and then <laughs> like, if you yeah, try to put beer in there, it, bubbles. it would bubble with the... the I, I've just, I know this is very practical, and yeah, it's a movie, but, but well, every time also, I see that, I'm like, that would not work. I mean, he's panicking in that moment. <laughs> Trying to just, but then you see him running down the street carrying oh, them. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah the, that thing would explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's shaking it violently. Yeah, that's not the best way to treat beer. But that's that's adult us t- uh, talking. If we were high schoolers, we'd be like, yeah, however you can get it here. <laughs> I don't care if there's a little bit of tide in it. We eat that shit anyway. <laughs> yeah, but like all these kids are like trying to buy beer and stuff in that movie. I'm like, most most kids would just run in, grab it, and run. Like that's what. Yeah. Or somebody has an older brother who's uh, less than uh, ethical. But Superbad was good enough to make 17 on our list. Moving up to 16, we have our first musical. Our first musical, which is from... It's a weird musical. It's I from it's the director. Our, I think it's our only musical, technically. Yes, our other one, made the, our other one <laughs> made the... Okay, so this is a teen musical about going back to school. It is from the very weird director, John Waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody's familiar with him, he did Hairspray. He did. Um, what was the other one with uh, Dirty Shame? Low down. Oh, a low, low down Dirty Shame. Low down Dirty Shame. He used to do like. Uh, is he Pink Flamingos? Pink Flamingos. Yeah. Did some weird shit. Okay, this is Cry Baby. Yes, Cry Baby. Now, Cry Baby has a special spot for both Jeff and I. When we were teenagers, we watched this movie all the time. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. And <laughs> this was our jam. Although at the time when we watched it, I didn't have any idea that. That uh, the one, the girl who played Wanda Woodward, was Tracy Lords, the most, or one of the most famous porn stars in the 
country. Yeah, we we had no idea. We we were younger teenagers when we started watching this movie. Well, I mean, I didn't. I mean, she was famous for making porn under the age of eighteen. Sure. Back in the seventies, before. No, we, but I'm saying like we, we wouldn't have known. We wouldn't have known we that fact. We we weren't uh, old enough teenagers that we were already connoisseurs of porn. Yeah, <laughs> we were just getting started. We were green <laughs> on the whole porn thing, you know. And we just knew that she was she was the hot one in, in Crybaby. <laughs> but yeah, this movie. I mean, it for being kind of a indie, awkward, quirky. It's weird as fuck. It's weird, but so you know, great. it's got a crazy good cast. I mean, it's got Johnny Depp first of all as the right. main character. It's got um, Ricky Lake, mm-hmm. who back you know he does she does a lot of uh, John Waters films, mm-hmm. um, and it's got Willem Dafoe, which I always forget Willem Dafoe is in this movie. Is Willem Dafoe in this movie? Willem Dafoe is in this movie. He totally is in this movie. He's the guard. He's he's got a smaller part. Totally, he plays the guard when they come in into the jail. That's crazy. That's so right. Yeah, (laughs) fucking Willem Dafoe. Yeah. um, There's some iconic Iggy Pop is in this in this movie. He's in a bathtub. Yeah, Iggy Pop (laughs) is actually a main character in this movie. He is. Oh man, Uh, Crybaby. has great songs. It's a high school movie set in the 50s. And it is better than any other movie of its kind. <laughs> it is a masterful little piece of of filmmaking that um, every time I watch it, there's little pieces like that, that as I get older, I start to see um, the jokes that they're really trying to, to play off in the movie, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, every single time John Waters makes a film, he's like most indie indie um, writers or directors, just like John Hughes. Everything's at Shermer High School in Shermer, Shermer, Illinois. This is in Baltimore. This is in Baltimore. Yep, just like every other one of his films. Yep, that's where he tells movies. Just yeah. like uh, Kevin Smith with his View Universe is always like uh, the tri-state New Jersey. Speaking area. of, how the hell did we talk last week about Fletch and not mention how Kevin Smith tried to do Fletch one? He tried to do that. Yeah, that's a. I mean, do we really want to get into this? No, we're not getting into this. Right. But I wanted to mention that we didn't mention last week. Kevin Smith, your favorite guy, not going yeah. to do Fletch one. That was a while ago. He tried to get Jason Lee to play Fletch, and the yeah. studio said no. Apparently, we need a, we need they're a still trying to get somebody, and they were trying to get Jason Sudeikis to play him. Jason Sudeikis so. would be a pretty good Fletch. Yeah, I, th- I think he could totally pull off Fletch. Um, I think Jason Lee would have been a pretty good, pretty good Fletch back then. You know. Um, Especially knowing sort of what he, like the snarky kind of characters that he was playing in those Kevin Smith movies. Uh, I can see why Kevin Smith wanted to to go that direction with him, but it all kind of fell apart because the studio was like, no. And he was like, well, then I don't want to make this movie. <laughs> anyway. So it kind of fizzled. But yeah. Uh, Cry Baby makes it to number 16 on our list. Number 15, Jeff, what do we got? Number 15 is The Great indie movie that many of you may not have seen but you all should go out and see starring Mandy Moore, Macaulay Culkin, mm-hmm. and Jenna Malone. And that's the movie Saved. Uh this movie is uh is a real it's it's, it's a really a fun movie about teen pregnancy. <laughs> uh Mandy Moore plays a terrible person who um is is sort of morally well, superior. Well, in her own a minds. terrible person who's using uh, God and Christ as a way to morally 
um, persecute, persecute, yeah, other people. They're in a Christian school, yeah. Um, you know, this is uh, this is a, a rare sort of Macaulay Culkin sighting. When when I <laughs> when I first saw this movie, I didn't know Macaulay Culkin was in this movie, and I was like, "Holy shit, Home Alone!" <laughs> it surprised me because he didn't do a lot of like adult acting. Well. It's also a rare Though sighting. He's playing a teenager. It's also a rare sighting for Patrick Fugit, who was the main character in Almost Famous. This is one of the only mm-hmm. movies that he did after Almost Famous that did anything. So, I mean, I, I mean this is was, one of the only movies I remember him doing. He was in Gone Girl. Not as a big character. No, not this as, was not this as was one of the main. Character. This was the only other movie I remember him doing where he was a main character doing something other than Almost Famous. And yeah. he's great and almost famous. He's he's a he's a good actor. He's got a he's got a lot of uh, like um uh poise. I'm not sure if that's the right word for it, but um like he's got he's got a good uh, sort of essence. Saved is definitely one that uh is on our recommend list for if you haven't seen it, go out and see it. Um it's it's definitely worth worth the watch. It'll be a, a gem of a find when you when you watch it, for sure. Moving on to number 14, is uh, kind of a similar, not not movie necessarily, but um, in that it's uh, it's one of those movies where like I'm not sure that a lot of people saw it, but it is a wonderful little film that um, uh, also has some star power, uh, un- unexpected star power, uh, and that's Charlie Bartlett. But Charlie Bartlett is a great great movie where a kid um, sort of posts up in a bathroom and gives um, sort of a, he's like a therapist for the high school and uncovers a, a whole deep seated troubles that are that are happening within within the high school it's a it's a bit of a a sleeper of a film uh in that um you know it's it's not gonna flash bang (laughs) come out and uh and grab you uh it is more of an indie that tells a really more intimate story uh within its sort of a grand premise uh but it's really enjoyable it's a really nicely put together film and anton yelchin is really a shining star in this movie, for sure. All right, moving on to number 13. All right, 13 is Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one of the best oh, ditching films in the world. Yeah, it is sort of the anti-school movie. <laughs> it is the anti-school movie. It's a, it's a movie where it teaches you that you can leave school and go to the Chicago parade that uh, looks like the, the Thanksgiving Day parade that happens in the middle of the day. And apparently yeah. nobody works in Chicago and everybody goes to a parade on a Wednesday or whatever. Right. Yeah, so... Also one where you can just jump on a float and sing a song uh, and, nobody and nobody notices. Nobody arrests you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a great movie. It's a great movie. So, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one of the best uh, 80s movies by, by far. It's another one of these movies where they have a beautiful girl that does absolutely nothing after the movie. Mia Sarah? Yeah. What does Mia Sarah do after Absolutely nothing. Ferris Bueller's Day Off? She was in Time Cop. Come on. Uh, Time Cop, terrible movie. Jean-Claude Van Damme? That movie was even Come bad on. for Jean-Claude Van Damme. It is bad. It starts off with, with people in the South during the Civil War being gunned down with an Uzi. <laughs> okay, that movie is absolutely terrible. Who doesn't terrible. love that, Jeff? Anyway... <laughs> All right, uh, back to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, Obviously, I don't. There's think there's not very much we have to say about this movie. I think everybody's seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. At it's least great. Once. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got number nineteen. Wait, where are we? Uh, Sorry, we're thirteen. <laughs> it got thirteen on our list because there's a lot of movies movies above it. But we it is on our top twenty list for best uh, teen movies of all time because it is it's just a great movie and yeah and and you know uh, Matthew Broderick 
uh, is, is such an, an iconic, like, precocious teenager guy. Yeah, you always wanted to be like him, right? They named a There's band after him. so many people that wanted to be Ferris Bueller. Yeah. For sure. Exactly. There's the, uh, there's a whole band named after him, and I'm right. sure right now our producer is playing the music underneath it. Up, up, up. There it is. I hear it. Okay. All right. So, um, Which, cool. Uh, ironically, doesn't sound... Uh, the, the band that became, say, Ferris does not sound like what you'd expect the character of Ferris Bueller to sound like in a music form. Like, bow, bow. Yeah, you know, like, I, I just don't expect... You know, Him to be listening to, uh... <laughs> All right. To Ska. Ska yeah. doesn't really, like, hit me as Ferris Bueller, but, you know, whatever. Um, Alan Ruck, though, is is really your... Uh, the guy that plays Cameron. He's really the, the like, uh, the character in the movie that really makes this movie great. No, I think Matthew Broderick makes it. Matthew movie Broderick great. is is charismatic, but the uh, but he's just so over the top and like uh manic through <laughs> this whole thing that uh if it if it was not grounded by this sort of like real uh like low depths that Alan Ruck goes as Cameron to balance it out, I think the movie does not hold up. Yeah, I can see that. You know, it would just be this crazy, you know, day where nothing feels like real, and you're just like, "Fuck this kid, he's an entitled prick." It would be go. You know, it would it would be go. Um, but the fact that he has this friend that um, no, it'd be Project X. It would be Project X. Yeah, uh, yeah, it would just be mayhem. You know, and there would be nothing to sort of ground it to back to reality. You know, it does go to fantastical places, but then you have Cameron as a character that really brings Ferris back down. And because Cameron, while Ferris is having the best day of his life, Cameron is having one of the worst, you know, and that sort of... Which, no, no. In the end, Cameron says he had the best day of his life and thanks Ferris for what he did. Well, no, I'm saying going into that into that day, he's not he's not ready to live the life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's he's in a very dark place as a, as a character from the beginning of this film on. And he kind of goes along with the hijinks and then doesn't realize that he kind of needed the release. He needed the escape. And that's why he eventually um, tells Ferris, like, that was the best day of my life. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I but 100% do. tries to drown himself in a pool, and that's not a... <laughs> you know, his dad's car is demolished. Uh, he's going to be in a shitload of trouble. He thinks, my life is over. I've, I've ruined everything. But you know what? for his own psyche to break out of his, you know, sort of uh, his uh, tortured existence that is some somewhat self-inflicted, uh, somewhat externally inflicted from his father and whatnot. He, Ferris gives him the opportunity to release, and that's important. But the, the sort of uh, differences between those two characters, I think uh, the way they play into the story is what really makes it a strong, strong movie, aside from it being a really good sort of teen school movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I believe... Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It was good enough to make 13 on our list. All right, number 12. 12. Number 12 is a great movie. It's... um, Some people love it. Some people can't stand it because the lead singer, Mr. J... The lead singer. The lead character in this movie is played by Mr. James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Don't let that fool you, because number varsity or varsity blues has made our number twelve. Twelve. Yeah, a lot of people give James Vanderbeek some shit, 
Uh, he's perfectly fine in this movie. <laughs> he's perfectly fine in a lot of movies. Have you he's, ever seen? He's yeah. Don't don't give him that much shit. He's like, he's kind of like Mark Paul Gossler, right? Like, uh, perfectly fine as an actor. People just give him a lot of shit because they were like the blonde guy on that one show that all the teenagers loved. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of falls in the same same category where they're always going to see him as Dawson, the way that people all only see Mark Paul Gossler as Zach Morris. You know what I'm saying? I do. Uh, that it, you know he can he can get a lot of shade for doing anything different. Yeah, but if you ever saw him, saw him on um, Rules of Attraction, anybody that has that wants to see James Vanderbeek do a really good job acting and see him in a different role, go see Rules of Attraction. One, it's a great movie, mm. and it shows you you'll see him banging Jessica Biel. No, and. Watch out, Justin Timberlake. It is the beak is back. One of the weirdest films, and James Vanderbeek is fantastic in it. James Vanderbeek, yeah, James Vanderbeek's good. He's he's great in in Varsity Blues, playing the sort of the every teenager <laughs> <coughs> who's kind of floating through high school, doesn't really know what the fuck he wants to do with the rest of his life. But he know you know what he doesn't want, Jeff. He does not want your life. No. Well, his I don't want your life. He doesn't want his dad's life. Yeah. Um, Paul Walker is also in this movie. Um, Scott Kahn. Yeah, Scott Kahn. You also have uh, Smart. Amy Smart. I love Amy Although Smart. Amy Smart plays kind of the dowdy character in this char- in this movie. She doesn't play the hot one. The hot one is played by, um, what's oh, her name? Yeah. What, what Whipped is, Cream Girl. What is her face? What's what's her face? Al. Al. Allie Larder. Whew. Allie Larder. Thank you, Al. Which Allie Larder plays the like the hot girl, and Amy Smart, who you see if if you ever see Amy Smart in Starsky and Hutch, you go, how the hell did she play the not hot girl <laughs> in Varsity Blues? We'll see her in Just Friends too. Like, oh yeah, Just Friends. Yeah, she she is adorable. She is not. She's very attractive she's, in every other movie she's in, she's except for Varsity Blues. First of all, she's very you can't, down you can't to earth, hide, and but you can't hide the natural beauty. Is, she is she doesn't saying. look. She's they they have her played very down in this movie. She's <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know how they do it. Movies, man. <laughs> but uh, Varsity Blues is a great movie. All about football. It's a football all about. Movie. Uh, it's just about football under the lights. Uh, the pressures that come with being a high school football player in a very very high-pressure football school where the whole town is rooting for you to win a state championship. Uh, lots of kids out there can understand that. Um, lots of kids can't. <laughs> so. yeah. Moving on, past Varsity Blues to our final spot in our bottom 10. Number 11. Ooh, this movie, Jeff, is a movie that I watched a lot when I was in junior high, mainly because I had a girlfriend at the time that loved this movie. Don't even have to look at our list. I know exactly which movie this is because I know your girlfriend from the back then. Yeah, and I know what movie she liked to watch. Which movie was that, Jeff? The Craft. The Craft. Yeah, we watched this movie a lot. I saw this movie in the theater twice, I think, with her. Um, we uh, we watched it a lot on the home video when it came out. Uh, it's basically four girls uh, discover how to do witchcraft to be, you know, to gain control at. At the uh, sort of to dynamics stop bullying, in, in high school, it's yeah. so that they can stop the bullying of the people around them, and they to get back. when it's a, a new girl plot. Well, when a new girl comes into a 
comes into their school. Twist. They realize <laughs> they realize that this girl not only has greater power than them, uh, which she's actually it closes. A witch. <laughs> she's actually a witch, but it closes their coven mm-hmm. and makes it so they have a full coven when they've always only had three girls. Right. Now have four, and they had they can f- call corners and do all weird witchy stuff that yeah. they couldn't do before. And because the one girl is actually a witch, she's got full power. Then they can actually start they doing do all stuff. this really crazy stuff. And then they they get to learn the the life lesson that all of the bad things that you put out into the world will eventually come back to you. Like threefold or something. Yeah, or, well, whatever they, they say in it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't a great pay movie. attention a lot of the times that I was watching this movie. Yeah, it was <laughs> a great... Honest. Honestly, it was, <laughs> was a, a little distracting. It's a, it's a good movie. And I think that this movie actually has a lot of life lessons, but it's also a really entertaining movie. I, I will agree. It, it does have... Um, it, it is one of those like uh, nostalgic movies for me because of the sort of like place I was in when... I when think it's one of the first out. times we meet uh, Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich, it's probably one of the first times that we, I think uh, that we meet Feruza to... Balk, too. This is, no, Feruza Balk, I think, was you think in... That, I, 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 I don't remember much of Feruza Balk before this. Um, no, I think she was in some stuff before this. I'm sure but, she was, but, yeah. I, but I know that, no, because Feruza Balk was a child actor. Was she? I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a like a knowledge of Ferusabalk before the craft. I'm almost positive she's a per child actor. Hmm. I think this is the first time we really see Skeet Ulrich before because this is before Scream. I'm pretty sure. Mm, it would have been like, yeah, like the year before. Oh, well, maybe not. Was was Scream? When was Scream? Scream was 19. Yeah, it's 1996, and the craft came out in 1996. Same year. So around the same time as Scream, the you know the the highest. Uh, I'm pretty sure this came out because I remember Skeet Ulrich became like the biggest thing for like a year, and then he was not. Well, yeah, I mean, he had two high profile teen movies that that happened in the yeah. same year. Uh, Robin uh, Robin Tunney 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 Tunney, um, who eventually goes on to become uh, Lizbeth in The Mentalist. Yeah, but she was also All in... All Mentalist fans. She was also in a great teen movie that we didn't include in this list, uh, Empire Records. She was, was in, in Empire Records. She was in that movie also. She was one of the main characters. With the... the either before, the, either same year or the year before. Um, with also a great ensemble cast. Um, another movie which should have made this list. Not much high school happening. Not much school happening in Empire Records. Mostly about Actually, Robin Tooney store. is doing homework... Ooh. In the record store, yeah, <laughs> during this, sh- during this movie, yeah. so you know, it uh, you know, you needed a classroom, didn't get a classroom. Uh, the highest profile person on this uh, on this cast from the the main cast I remember uh, at the time was definitely Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell was definitely one of the most high profile people. Yeah, she was also uh, um, she was also in the screen movies. <laughs> that's true. With Skeet Ulrich, Neville, Nev Campbell. <laughs> also, um, uh, what's his name's wife? She was in it. Um, What's his name's wife? Uh, ben Stiller's wife? Ben Stiller's wife. Yeah, Christine Taylor was Christine in this. Christine Taylor was in which, this. Which, this was probably the most high-profile thing she had done uh, after be, after no, doing she, all she of the done, Nickelodeon stuff. I'm not sure if she had done the Brady Bunch movie yet. Al? Oh, wait, Al's thing's broken. Oh, yeah, she had already done the, the first Brady Bunch movie yeah, a year, the year before. Yeah. This this year was I remember um, seeing this movie. Very, very sequel. I remember, I remember seeing this. Lots I of think. shit happened in 1996 for all these people. Yeah. In the, the specifically all the these cast teen of, movies, all these teen movies came out ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah. Breckin Myers in this movie, yeah, Breckin Myers in here, yeah. and he was also gonna. He came out in Clueless a couple years before this, mm-hmm. and he came in, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of uh, it's a 
It's it's actually I really liked the craft. It's definitely a fun one to watch around Halloween. It is, yeah, it, it is. But e- even not not Halloween, like uh, you know, it's a, a group of of friends that uh, kind of go Get down together a, and they, fuck well, with they, people. They, they go they go down a path that that leads them to uh, you know down some some very sketchy areas, and and then there's a power struggle within the dynamic of their group, and a lot of. Uh, People that were going to get really big in the nineties, in in the craft for sure, but it was good enough to make it number eleven. All right, well that's our uh, our the bottom part of our top twenty. Mm-hmm. So that was number twenty through eleven. So we're gonna go over all of the all of those real quick. A little recap. A little recap of those. So number twenty was Footloose. Number nineteen, Bring It On. Number eighteen was Napoleon Dynamite. Number 17 was Super Bad. Number 16, Cry Baby. Number 15, Saved. Number 14, Charlie Bartlett. 13 is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Number 12 was Varsity Blues. And number 11 is The Craft. That was our top 20 through 11 best teen movies of all time. Back to School Edition. Back to School Edition. But... Uh, um, I don't know. There's there's a lot of movies there, but there's a lot of movies that aren't there. Some of them may be in our top ten. Some of them may not be. If you have a, a movie that you think should be on this list, hit us up on Twitter at Switch Envelope or on Instagram at Switch the Envelope. So basically, if you think of a movie that you've seen that's like you know teenagers going back to school and it's one of those teen movies that you think is a uh, a great classic film, you know, send us it. Maybe it's on our top 10. Yeah, take a guess as to what number you think it might be on our top 10. Or if you think that we completely messed up and why the hell would we put this movie on our on our list, uh, let us know. Uh, as always, you can listen to us on all of your, your podcasting uh, devices. And we will see you next week. Corey, do you have anything to say to send us off? Next time, we'll, we'll send you from 10 to number one on our best teen movies, Back to School Edition. And until then, we'll see you later, switches. Yeah. Don't forget to have sex with each other. Switch the Envelope was brought to you by Riff Laugh Media.